Pints and Pies Podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast. Pints and Pies Podcast. Pints and Pies. All I want for Christmas. Cogent storytelling and equity and storylines for all wrestlers. Welcome to Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. I'm Survive Hell Series Lublin, and I'm joined today by my fellow members of the Nation of Conversation, the Ratty Shack, Danielle Radford. Yeah, I will take that. That's good. And the War Dame, Lindsay Kelk. I'll take it. I, I mean, I would turn down a royal honor because I'm that's who I am. But I'll take <laughs> it from you, Hal. If you want to make me a dame, a dame of the whatever. Yes. What is the word? A dame of the nation, a knight of the realm. I'll take <laughs> it. But like, you know, royal family can stick it. Hi, I'm back. Hi. <laughs> Welcome back. How Three seconds England? in and we're sticking it to the monarchy. UK was fantastic. It was great to be home. It was great to see people. I saw so many tights and fights. I saw so many members of the nation. And it was so I love that. lovely. I think we should tour the UK. That's all I'm saying. I think tights and fights live 2023 in the UK is a very natural extension of so, what we do here. Somebody put up the money. I'll do it. Right? Look. Right? Well, maybe we'll just do it like when wrestlers go to Japan and we'll just stay in people's houses. <laughs> like we'll get someone to meet us at the airport. <laughs> And take us to Frankie and Benny's for dinner. And then... <laughs> we deserve nice hotels. We well, deserve we deserve nice them, hotels. Hal. It doesn't mean we're going to get them. That's what I've learned about yeah. life. Listen, uh, you've got to put your foot weeks. down. If we're willing to walk away, then we're willing to walk away. Noted. That's... Please. <laughs> it's hard to watch wrestling mm. in the UK that isn't AEW because is AEW... Is it because of the accents? It's hard. The accents are very difficult to understand. Yeah, it's been yeah. away a while. But no, AEW is on ITV2, which is like free-to-air cable it's digital but wwe is on bt sports and none of the places i stayed has bt sports it's harder to get so that's an interesting learning that i was like well i don't i don't want to watch this i wanted to watch ladies so you haven't seen a lot of women's wrestling didn't see any no i I saw i saw it Mm. through the medium of youtube which is not always ideal or the medium of gifts which is is ideal you know, that's how I like to absorb my wrestling content when I'm away in gift form. I mean, that's fair. Also, now uh, Bobby makes a lot more sense knowing that he can right? probably only really get right? It's very, although Bobby is adept at acquiring his wrestling content from the internet uh, in, 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 in all true. of its forms in any any way that it may be accessible. <laughs> wink, wink, you know, you nudge, know. nudge. But yeah, I did end up subscribing to the network to catch up on some stuff because they get Things. They still have the network in the UK. It's still nine ninety nine. Yeah, isn't it still the same good one? Yeah, um. still the good one. So I was able to watch bits and pieces here and there. It was great, but I'm happier to be back. Well, Thanksgiving passed. We have not recorded since well before Thanksgiving, and I do have a stuffing update. Oh, yay! Yes, essential. I have a turkey update too. Mm-hmm. We hosted our first Thanksgiving. It went well. It was a small gathering. The turkey came out great. I'm ninety nine percent sure I brined it wrong, but it didn't matter. Mm. And the stuffing was great. But, you know, we had a meal for seven people. So there wasn't that much stuffing left at the end of it. I only had one serving of leftover stuffing before it was gone. So I'm thinking about making another stuffing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Seems sensible. <laughs> this tray's for daddy. I don't think that's like a bad thing to do. <laughs> no, because you can get like a four by four. It's not like you have to make like a party tray. But you could if you wanted what, to. What, Danielle? What's oh, that? nothing. I just said nothing. Mm, that's what I, I just I just pretend I sounded like the Peanuts adults. That's <laughs> that's all I heard. <laughs> Actually, what I heard was, you can make a tiny one. <laughs> but I'm not going to do that. No, we'll make a full one and then we'll have leftovers to enjoy. That's the joy Delicious. of it. Is you have some of it then, but then you have it for several days after. And mm-hmm. I, I'm still jonesing. <laughs> Look, you only get it like once a year. It's not like everyone's just going around making stuffing. This is true. I need to make it more often. I love that we've all faced our demons this week. (laughs) We've all all been through some stuff. (laughs) Uh, Truly, truly we have. How was your Thanksgiving, Danielle? It was good. I went over to a friend's place. All of the food was amazing. Mm -hmm. A couple other friends were there, but then I got to meet like her husband's family, who was really nice. 
And then we all drank a bunch of wine and ended the night by watching Fools Rush In. It was very pleasant. Nailed it. Oh, that's super specific. (laughs) Very specific. Uh, We were all suddenly having a craving for watching uh, the non-chemistry between Salma Hayek and Matthew Perry. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So such a thing as like anti-chemistry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, really. They repel each other throughout the movie. It is is confusing. (laughs) I don't even remember if they like kiss or do anything. It's very much like they meet in a thing and then they sleep together. And then you get, you're supposed to get the idea that they're sleeping together. But I don't know that they ever really like kiss. Maybe once at the end. You haven't seen the X-rated cut. It's filthy. (laughs) Oh, the NC-17. You're right. Yeah. It's, it's real bad. It's real bad. Uh. (laughs) You get to see Chandler's nubbin. Oh, uh, the biggest thing we have to talk about is Survivor Series War Games, of course, and we have a lot to discuss there. But first, let's talk about AEW, where at full gear, MJF was crowned the new world champion with a little help from William Regal, mm-hmm. who slept in the brass knucks. How was it? How was full gear? I really enjoyed a lot of it. The Soraya match was better than I thought it would be, just because I'm a, you always worry about ring rust. But that was fun, and her against Brit was fun. God, that was so long ago, I can't even remember what I liked anymore. Like, that's like, what was it, like three weeks ago? Two weeks ago? In 2022 terms, that's a million years ago. But of course I like the MJF stuff, because I always like the MJF stuff. So William Regal helps MJF win the title. Then they come out and they cut a promo, and, and MJF turns on William Regal and knocks him out. MJF has not joined the Blackpool Combat Club, nor has William Regal explicitly left. I assume they did this because I brought my brother a Blackpool Combat Club hoodie for his birthday and carried it all the way back to England in my fucking suitcase, Mm -hmm. which took up a lot of suitcase real estate. So (laughs) basically just to spite me, they fucked that, I assume. Now, if there's one person in the internet wrestling community or or the wrestling media community who would unabashedly love every single thing about AEW because the majority of it is people that he saw in the Tokyo Dome, which is the greatest building ever to exist. It would be Dave Meltzer. But this is what he had to say about that segment. Moxley gets no revenge at all. Um, MJF is, is, is turning heel on a guy who's a heel. So the fans are just all mixed up. And... You know, I mean, great, we got a new belt. I mean, I, I you know, I don't know. I was, um, <laughs> I just did not like this segment at all. Ooh. Wow, this is my first time realizing I don't know if I've ever really heard his voice. <laughs> um, no, you like him licking his lips at the mic? Look, if, here's a little technique for you. Don't do the, don't do that at the mic. You can turn to the side. Watch. I'm going to do it right now. You want to be able to tell. Could you hear that? No, because yeah. this is not exactly. ASMR. Because so I, I turned my head it. away from the mic. Yeah, this is not a mukbang video. <laughs> don't eat spicy ramen while you talk about things you <laughs> like and didn't like. Chicken wings. Is, Re- is Regal confirmed to be leaving? That's the thing. Is like nobody really. It's yeah. up in the air. Nothing some people say yes. Right? Some people say no. Some people yeah. say he has like three years left on his contract. Yeah. Um, All those people were Meltzer at different point during the week. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, so it's like I don't, you know. And as much as I like, is he trying to make himself sound like Jesse Ventura? As much as like, mm-hmm. I think we all know to give Meltzer a, a grain of salt. And honestly, anybody getting these scoops, because things can change any minute. Sometimes things change because they went public. But for him to like so confidently be like, I don't understand why this is happening because William Regal's leaving. It's like, you can't really, you can't count on that stuff until it happens. Just because of how fluid and malleable this business is, often to its detriment. But because of that, like, I don't know, like he, Uncle Melts, Uncle Dave sounded really confident, but I, I won't, I don't know what's going to happen. I can't judge the story until I see what's next. Uncle Dave only ever sounds confident. Uncle Dave only has one tone and it is, I am right. And he's Mm -hmm. not always so often, Um, unless, unless these days, I feel like. Uh, So 
yeah we we haven't been able to confirm it as journalists <laughs> as <laughs> we fancy ourselves journalists um um it's not able to confirm it no one can confirm it until we see him show up on nxt so yep. i get him with the storytelling it doesn't make sense it's like you've had this weird build with mjf becoming an anti-hero you know mm-hmm. being like oh i'm gonna do this the right way and i'm gonna defend moxley and i'm gonna be a pure not pure heart but you know i'm gonna do this the right way instead of doing it the wrong way and then he you know gets him with the knocks and it's like oh it's a turn but he was never really a full face it's i it it is confusing Mm -hmm. it's messy and it's confusing but i guess what they're saying is we're doubling down on him being a heel so we tricked you with him being an anti-hero for a hot minute um maybe to tie him in with the midnight's album i don't know i'm just that's just the theory (laughs) it's trending um but now he's a heel again so he's like all heel all the time Oh, oh, great. A new belt. Fucking fantastic. Well, j- just to walk down the logical... First of all, the, the world champ- the world title design was nothing special. Like, if they change it, that's fine. Well, the hard thing is, is because, like, you can't really see the Burberry design yeah. on the belt because of the, just uh, the way TV works. So it just looks like a brown strap. Also, at yeah. what point a Burberry is going to be like, okay, enough. <laughs> like, at what yeah, time at is the brand going to be gotta... like, guys, but, <laughs> look. If they haven't cracked down on the swap meet down by my place in Tacoma, then when are they going to crack down? Yeah. But just to walk down the road of logic for a second, if he turns on Regal, it turns Regal face. And then by extension, it sort of moves the Blackpool Club into like a tweener status. Mm-hmm. There's nothing like I can understand where maybe it's confusing. It doesn't have logic. A lot of wrestling doesn't. I'm not necessarily standing up for AEW here, but it just feels like a weird feels like a weird cherry picking kind of of quibble to have. Yeah. I mean and I feel like they are a tweeny tweener stable, right? I feel like Blackpool Combat Club is a tweener stable at the best of times because they way. are such yeah. popular boys. You know, they could literally run out and like punch anyone in the roster on the nose and people would be like, Yay, American Dragon. And that's not necessarily yeah. wrong. That's great because you can heat him up in either direction at any time. Mm-hmm. The, the MJF segment was probably the second biggest thing that happened on Dynamite. If you were thinking it's been a while since I've seen Bow Wow on on any wrestling program of any kind, <sighs> they got you covered. Jade Cargill getting a huge moment on Dynamite. About the fucking time. Was, uh, the outfit looked great. Yo, Danielle, t- walk us through it. Yeah, I looked that up because I wanted to see who designed the gear, and it was our good, our good friend. Not good friend. I don't know her, but I wish I did. But Sandra, who used to be like the head of designing gear in WWE, if you watch a lot of Total Divas, you would see her as she would like design stuff. But she used to have a very like kind of retro style. So to see her design something that's so incredibly like modern. You know, like I could see Cardi B in that outfit. Like I could see Nicki Minaj in that outfit. Like I could see like all of these like big pop ladies in that outfit. And so for her to come out, that was just like, oh, you bad bitch. And I was worried initially until I zoomed in and I was like, oh, God, thank God it's nylon. Nothing's coming off tonight. <laughs> it's nylon. It's just it's it's, it's her, her exact skin color because that's what you can do when you're a professional. And so it doesn't look like she is. But yeah, that outfit, uh, I, I can't I, I can't give it up enough for that just because it's like, yeah, obviously, look, I don't want every woman to be coming out and being like super sexual and like super gratuitous again the way that it used to be. But that to me felt less like, oh, I'm here to like be the hot girl for you and more like I'm the baddest bitch. I am a bad bitch and this is a bad bitch outfit. There's no male gaze to that outfit whatsoever. It is She owns all of it. It is provocative and confrontational, but it is not like, please fap one out over me. It is like, fap exactly. one out over me if you fucking dare, which I most certainly <laughs> wouldn't. I assume most penises went back up inside themselves when she walked out onto the ramp. She looked incredible. And I, I mean, just long overdue. I think this is long overdue. She is such a fucking star yeah they're styling her like the star that she is like that is the styling for her and again a lot of women couldn't get away with it without it being like okay well this is like a vince trying to be sexy thing but with her it's like power she looks like a fucking super villain totally totally loved it very excited kind of interesting to see the evolution i hate using that word for this but from like explicit male gaze and everybody go out wearing band-aids and barely wrestle to 
now wrestle, but but wear the ge- like you can wear gear that's like a wrestler's gear that feels more like wrestling gear to agency. An agency is a huge yeah. difference, yep. and it is a character thing. So you can dress and look how you want, and and that is a hundred percent fine. Yeah, especially like to see it at this time of year when we could have one at one time been enjoying you know Santa's elf battle royal. So mm-hmm. yeah, a pillow fight. You know, we could have been in pillow fight oh, territory. Let's fight in figgy pudding, right? Like, oh. And instead, God. we're seeing this fucking goddess walk outside and be like, "Hey, bitches, what's up?" Let's dig into. The Survivor Series, we're going to save the big ones for the main event. But in the meantime, Austin Theory is now a two-time U.S. champion after winning his triple threat match with Bobby Lashley and Seth Rollins. Mm. Survivor Series as a show overall felt really compact and dense. Like, it didn't feel like not every pay-per-view needs to be eight hours long. This one felt like it moved really fast. But not so fast that you got lost in it. It just, it had... Uh, it had momentum to it, and I really appreciated that. Yeah, the pace I felt like never really gave up. It just kept coming, and I was like, I need to go and make food, and they said, no food for you, order takeout, and I said, okay. Yeah. that's That was the pace. It was a takeout pace. That's what I'm calling this one. Every match was had something in it. Overall, it, I think it's one of my favorite pay-per-views of the year, easily, mm. in terms mm. of, uh, like you said, it just... Uh, it didn't drag. There was it was all killer, no filler. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like packed with a bunch of matches just to get everyone on the card, which I know I get it. I want people to get paid too, but if it lessens like the uh, experience of me actually enjoying the matches that are on, then like what's the point? Yeah, uh, except for like a few points, there's really I really didn't have a lot of problems with these. And again, I can't stress this enough. I know it feels weird, but I love Saturday pay per views. I love being able to watch a pay per view have my little snacks, have a couple of white claws, and then like be able to sleep and wake up on a Sunday instead of like going to sleep and waking up on a Monday and being like, oh, right, I'm old now. Three white claws is too many white claws. (laughs) (laughs) It is nice having them on Saturdays. It's nice having the extra day even if you want to watch it the next day, you can watch it Sunday morning right? if you want. Mm-hmm. You, can watch, you have it a whole extra day of not working to watch it. It's very Love smart. that for the UK Plus too. Feel, yeah. Like the international yeah. audiences yeah. that like can't stay up late to watch it, they can just get up and watch it Sunday morning, which is so nice for them. Because who wants to stay up till 3 a.m. to watch fucking Survivor Series? Me. Yeah. But that's not the point. It's stupid. It's too, it's too late. Yeah, well, and also it's great because I know a lot of people are like, well, now you get spoilers, you can't be on there. And it's like, well... Most people are like not really on the internet on like if you're if you're not able to watch it on a Saturday, you're probably off doing something. So then you can catch it later. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe you just have healthy healthy boundaries with your phone. (laughs) I'm sorry, what? I've heard of these. No, someone told me about them. It's wild. Some people don't look at their phone all the time. And I That doesn't make sense. I don't get it. Could (laughs) never be me. Also, I need screen time to leave me alone. Yeah. (laughs) I don't even, Stop I making me feel bad on the weekend. Yeah. I hit clear. I don't know if this is an unpopular opinion, but I'm going to throw an opinion out there. I'll see what both of you think. We've talked about Austin Theory not being ready, being pushed too, maybe too far too fast. The, the money in the bank was maybe a mistake. They take that off of him. His initial run as U.S. champion just felt like let's give him something. But mm-hmm. in, the, in the intervening time, you had a great run by Bobby Lashley, a shorter but also very good run by Seth Rollins. And now... You put the belt back on Austin Theory, partially by fluke in the finish, but partially someone who was smart enough to to use his last bit of energy to stay where he was and get the pin. Mm-hmm. So now I think this is a really great time to evaluate his ability to have a really strong mid-card run. And if you can have a strong mid-card run, you might be ready to move up to that main event. I like Austin Theory. I think he has a strong ability to perform. He has charisma. He sells well, um, and he's a decent wrestler. He's so young. He's, he's a so baby. Young. He's fetal. Like, it's ridiculous how much of a baby he is. Although, how yeah. come none of you told me he doubled in mass while I was in another country? I, oh, yeah. T- I watched him on Raw, like, on Survivor Series. Sorry, I'm like, um, who is this? giant man who i will say got a great tan because we talk a lot about tans on this show that's a great mm-hmm. tan that's a hell of a tan uh the beard that's is a color better. that people turn that's a color that people turn uh 
yeah i there's no there's no bad in this for me i mean depending on your personal thoughts regarding austin theory like looking at it objectively from a wrestling perspective i mm -hmm. think he's doing really good work and got you know he was in a position that someone else put him in before like yeah. as we know you know daddy's not here anymore he spent every moment since vince left taking his lumps yes and did it with a literally with a smile on his face <laughs> like he has lost so many times and then he lost the briefcase which fucking sucks to lose the briefcase and i'm sure when they brought him in and said i'm sorry bud this is going away but you know that's still a hard conversation to have when they're like yep you were the youngest ever but you're not gonna cash in yeah mm -hmm. i think as long as they play it right and he maybe he stays involved for a hot minute maybe bobby stays involved i loved that match i loved the ending everyone yep. came out protected everyone came out looking mm -hmm. great everyone came out looking smart the only person who looked like they got tricked was seth and seth is the mm -hmm. master of trickery so that's kind of fun to see him get his there's only upside for him to do something fantastic here. What's going to be interesting for me is when he's no longer fighting these dudes who could at any point be in like a main event of like mania or something. So that's what's interesting to me is I want to see what he's like against like the actual mid card um, mm -hmm. and see how he performs there. Because and I like this is not to take away anybody's talent. This is just like a true thing. If you're good and you get into the ring with someone who was not only great, but is also a like ring general, you're going to have a fucking better match. So I'll be interested to see what happens then. But until then, I, I, I have the same. I'm more than happy to watch him have uh, a longer program with Seth, at least, you know, to get us through until we're like on the uh, on the like officially like on the road. You know, I'm going to make a prediction. We can seal it in an envelope just mm -hmm. to see what happens. <laughs> this is if theory gets a, a longer run with the belt. I my prediction is that he drops the belt at WrestleMania to Johnny Gargano. I'm fine with that. That would be a banger series. It's it's on wax now. Oh. If I'm wrong, I've lost nothing. <laughs> oh. And him, uh, him and Gargano have so much potential because they had that relationship in NXT. Mm -hmm. And they've and already, already they've already tussled. Yeah, yeah they've. I, they really I think you should put a tray it. of stuffing. Where, where your mouth is. That's what I think you should do. I'm you should wager to. a tray of stuffing. A tray of WrestleMania stuffing. <laughs> oh, I do want to put a, put a tray of stuffing where my mouth is. Also, because let's be honest, we would all eat the stuffing. So I think you no, should wager a, a, a tray of stuffing against this prediction. Hey, Jennifer, should I make dressing this weekend? Okay, I'm making dressing this weekend. I'm going to put yeah. my stuffing where my mouth is, but not in a bet way. I'm going to eat it. I'm going to eat it with my mouth, and it's going to be great. Ronda Rousey and Tank Girl. I just want to call her Tank Girl. I know she's Shotzi. I love Shotzi. Look, that's not even, that's not even an insult. It's not an ins well, I mean, if we're talking comic. comics, it's not, a, it's not an insult. But I think we all, I think a lot of people will more quickly think of the Lori Petty movie. Oh, just, to be, just to be unfair. Ronda Rousey beat Shotzi. The match has been, I, I mean, I didn't hate it. I, there were no matches at Survivor Series that I didn't, that I outright hated. This mm -hmm. one I didn't love as much, but I still, I, I didn't have a huge problem with it. Like you just, you know, Shotzi's not going to win. That feels like a filler mm -hmm. to have her in there, which maybe isn't fair to her, but also like good for her. She got to wrestle for a title on a pay-per-view or yes. a, yeah. a, a streaming event. I don't know, right. whatever they call it now. A live event. I don't the know. live event. What, what did y'all think of that? Fuck Ronda Rousey. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. She's just not good. Um, I, why is she not good? Why is she still not good? She can give you like five good minutes and a couple of good moments. And then by the halfway through the match, she's like, I'm tired. I don't care anymore. I'm, I just want to go now. Apparently, I'm just going to suck. So so this is boo. like, yeah, this is what I was talking about with, with the Austin Theory thing. Mm. When you have Ronda Rousey, in the ring, obviously, like, something happened because her talent slid since the last time that she was there. Hmm. You get her in the ring with a Charlotte, and that's going to be a decent match, right? Shotzi has also been around forever. Shotzi has put in her lumps. She has done all of that. But Charlotte is Charlotte, and Shotzi is Shotzi. And... That means two things. One of them means one of them has been on the main roster for longer and has put in the reps to be able to do that in front of that crowd and knows how that works. And it's also like trains her ass off. The other one is 
maybe if you're Ronda Rousey, you don't necessarily want to kill yourself in a match against Shotzi. Mm-hmm. And you're not necessarily bumping for Shotzi the way that you would a Charlotte. Because there's a couple of times when Shotzi is going up and doing moves and it's like, oh, Ronda just gave up. Like, like you know, when she tried to do that off the ropes DDT. Yeah. Like, I've seen what that looks like when that works. Ronda just didn't want to hit the fucking apron, which is fair because, you know, it is the hardest part of the ring. (laughs) But she clearly just didn't want to, like, bump for her. She wasn't doing anything. She wasn't giving anything. It was like, why why did you show up? Yeah, she took way more bumps for Liv. But also that match also ended up being a lot messier. So this one was just kind of pedestrian. Oh, yeah. No, that that one was a lot messier. So, yeah, I, I just... I I don't blame Shotzi at all. I think Shotzi is a great performer, but I just Ronda wasn't giving what it needed to be giving. And when you do that, you make everyone look bad because now Shotzi is having to try to like go hard. And Shotzi was going hard. She was selling everything. She was giving it her all during that entire match. And Ronda was just like giving us nothing. Nothing. The only thing I like about it is the Shayna Baszler of it all. Like, let's be real. The only reason I am still even vaguely on board with this is for the Shayna of everything. And Mm -hmm. I like Enforcer Shayna, uh, but I will like punches Ronda in the face Shayna even more. And if I have to wait till Mania to get that, that's fucking fine. That's fine. You know what? Wouldn't even be mad about Shayna winning the Rumble and challenging Ronda at Mania. Like, that would be fine by me. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Yep. Shayna's a very good wrestler. She's a very good wrestler. She's a very good lady. Great Mm -hmm. promo. Fuck's sake. Uh, AJ Styles and Finn Balor face off, and that led to the blow-off match between the OC and Judgment Day Mm -hmm. on uh, Mid-Match Challenge. (laughs) (laughs) They gave us what we wanted. Which was correctly (laughs) won by Judgment Day. I saw so many people mm. saying that AJ Finn match was like the best match of the year. And I was like, that's when I let my takeout in. So maybe I missed. I thought it was good, but I was also eating dim sum. So mm. I was confused. Um, Everything's oh, better with I, dim sum. I, I thought <laughs> um, it was fantastic. I loved it. Again, the club, I, I just, I, they're running on fumes for me. Like it's one of those things where it's like you are propped up by reputation and reputation only because like you're not, I'm not into, you know, the rest of it. I, man, I'm sorry, but like Judgment Day, we know why Rhea wasn't there because she had just like literally just did a match. Judgment Day needs Rhea. She is the secret sauce. She needs to be like, causing mayhem being you know the little goth trickster that we know that she is around the ring because they definitely lose something when Rhea's not there like she is definitely like you know the uh ooh, you like that well don't tell anybody but i put nutmeg in it like she is that like she's the like because i find the club so boring and because while damien is great then there's also dominic it's like the outside the ring shenanigans didn't do as much for me as they could have. Inside the ring, you're going to get a good match. It's AJ versus Finn Balor. You're going to get a good match. I feel like I've seen it before, but, you know, it's fun. It was a great match. It wasn't like the best match of the night. But yeah, that's really like my only quibble. And it's a small one. It's just that like you need Rhea. They need Rhea badly. Yeah. Well, if you have any thoughts on the last month of wrestling, because we missed so much, you can tell us about them in our Facebook group and find us on all of the socials via the links in our show notes. When we come back, it's time for War Games. That's up next on Tights and Fights. War Games. Hey, I'm Dan McCoy. I'm Stuart Wellington. And I'm Elliot Kalen. Listen, you like podcasts, right? Sure you do. Don't try and lie to me. You're listening to one right now, so why not try a different one called R1, The Flophouse? Uh-huh, and on The Flophouse, we watch a movie and talk about it. And then sometimes we also do other stuff. It's all meant to be funny and fun, and we think you'll have a good time. And just to be clear, the name of the podcast is not Our One, The Flophouse. It's just called The Flophouse. <laughs> I do a lot of correcting Dan. The Flophouse. A lot of correcting Dan. Welcome back to Tyson Fights. I'm Hal Lublin, and I'm joined today by Danielle Rashford and Lindsay Kelk. Now it's time to give one corner of wrestling some extra attention. This is our main event. Run. 
anal bleeding. Whoa! Whoa! Rhymes with shit. Holy shit! WWE I love Kate! On a hard fart victory. Live, pal. What? <laughs> I've missed it. I've missed it so much. Rhymes with shit. <laughs> I didn't miss that. I heard a lot of that. I heard a lot of that in the last three weeks. Oh, mostly, yeah. from, mostly from me. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> WWE revived the War Games match in 2017. It was a fixture of NXT every year, and now it's officially part of the main roster. It got the call up. It's showing up at Survivor Series this year. Triple H put its arm around him and pointed at it. <laughs> it's your time, uh... We got two War Games matches at Survivor Series. Let's start with the women's match that kicked off the show. That's Bianca Belair, Asuka, Mia Yim, a.k.a. Meechan, Alexa Bliss, and Becky Lynch versus Damage Control, Rhea Ripley, and Nikki Cross. Hey, Hal, uh, does Meechan yep. mean crazy in Korean? It does. I'm so I glad you that asked. somewhere. Huh. Yeah. Every day is a school day. She'll do whatever it takes. She's a little crazy. No, crazy. You know? That's what I hear. You know? At least they haven't completely <laughs> changed it to Micha. It's like a nickname. They're still calling I her I feel like they're still yeah. testing it out. They're still like, let's just see how everyone feels if we use it every third time we reference it. Like, do you think it was her it. idea? Stop it. It might be her it idea. It could be. I'm, I'm, there's a comedian in the UK called Tim Minchin, and I'm like, I can't stop thinking. Of, and yeah. you'll oh, look at yeah, a yeah. picture of him, and you'll be like, oh, no. Like, let's not do this. Yeah. It's very, uh, it, there's a cognitive dissonance for me that I cannot get along with, uh, and I, I want better for her. I love the match, though. Yeah. Same. It's a real good match. Oh, so good. my God. So much fun. So much violence. So many ladders. So many ladders. We got our kendo stick. We Bitch got a kendo stick. Oh, bitch loves a kendo stick. We got Io Sky almost murdering herself like three times. One of which didn't look super on purpose, but she fixed it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, there were a a couple botcherinos in there, but hey, I couldn't do any of it. So who am I? Well, it's also one of those things where it's like, I can't imagine how hard that is to keep everything. When you have that much going on in the ring, I feel like those kind of things are just going to happen. And like, because... The way that you're communicating, everything's so loud. There's so many of you in the ring, but you're still trying to be quiet so it doesn't pick up on the map mics. Like, I could see how there could be some miscommunication in there. Mm-hmm. Also, it's just fucking hard. Like, yeah. <laughs> like it's really it's also very hard. hard. There's Wrestling 10 people hard. in the ring. There's two rings. There's cages. There's a lot going yep. on. There's shenanigans everywhere. There are trash cans. There are, like, Mia Yim <laughs> murdering Rhea Ripley via the medium of trash can i mm. think i might have a slippy foot from time to time you know yeah i'm yeah. okay with it like but yeah woof. oh that match was so amazing i love obviously oscar with the green mist i always love that spot that's like mm-hmm. one of my that's like that and like the blowing the salt or blowing sand in someone's face like that's <laughs> always or, or, or the chalk or whatever that's always gonna get me nucks you put some nucks in the ring post mm-hmm. always gonna get me like there's just a couple things where i'm like yeah i'm always gonna like that ria sold it like crazy god she looked so good that moment i was gonna put it over but i'm just gonna talk about it here that moment where she's like in the cage and it's just her and what's her name uh and she's at the top and Rhea's in there and she's like, well, I guess I'll just get a, get a pump real quick before I have to go in the ring. Oh, my God. You when she was doing what? pull-ups in the cage, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I lost badass. my shit. I was screaming. I was screaming at Jeff in the other room. I can't, what, a, <laughs> what a way to be like, I, I am that bitch. Yeah. Like, I'm going to get up Jesus. there and I'm going to do pull-ups before we go do this punishing thing. I can't yeah. even do yeah. one with the elastic band around my feet. I can't do them. And she was just like, lol, just do a couple. <laughs> yeah, we'll yeah. just get a couple out before I have to go do this match for like what forty minutes. Holy shit. <laughs> just like crushing pain. Each match had a top bit of, of of people waiting inside the cages business, and that was number one for sure. Number two is Roman in a chair. His little chair, yeah. which we would we were joking the about Godfather. in the group chat. We're like, he's not gonna stand up that whole time. There's like big yep. beefy men. Like, you can't fit them all in one cage. And then when yeah, we cut back, he had a little chair. Directing traffic. So happy. Oh god, I love it. But that was a fantastic match all around. Everybody looked real good. The my favorite part to come out of it was Asuka's tweet after the match <laughs> of Rhea backstage with the green all over her face and the Shrek horns. So fantastic! Really funny. So fantastic! I also enjoyed uh, the footage of Rhea uh, afterwards because Io was still selling it. 
So EO gets out of the cage and then like just like a little prat fall, like just a little fall off the stairs. Mm-hmm. And you just watch like she she goes and does the like uppy hands at Rhea, <laughs> which are the cutest thing in the world. It's like ah. And so Rhea like grabs her and throws her over her shoulder and fireman carries her (laughs) all the way up the ramp. So magical. I also really loved uh, when they brought the table in and slammed it into Bianca when they slid it between the two uh, rings and had it on the ropes and they had it as a a slidey slidey moment. Oh, this is clever. I thought there was a lot of ingenuity, a lot of innovation from the ladies, which I feel like the ladies always bring that because they know they have to, whereas the guys are just like, let's kill some kill some folks. And the ladies are like, let's do some fun new stuff. Also, if you're a lady, as we have learned, not all of you are going through that table. Not all of you are going through the table. Very frequently, you are slight. You are slight ladies. (laughs) Becky didn't even try this time. Becky's like, I couldn't break a fucking dandelion right now. I'm so tiny. So (laughs) yeah, like what do you do? You do put Alexa Bliss through a table. Come on. Props to Becky for coming (laughs) down off the top when she went up to the top. Mm. And I was like, Becky's not. Mm -hmm. Becky's not gonna do. She's not gonna do this. She did do it. She did do it. That's the only way you're going through it. It was amazing. Um, Although I do just want to. Well, you know, I've been in England for a little bit, so I'm gonna be slightly spiteful because I'm fully stocked up on that. Why was it Alexa and not Candice? I know why. I know why. I don't actually need the reasons why. It's a rhetorical question, but like, man, imagine if that had been Candice and not Alexa. Who just Candace would have died. Alexa just starts to feel, and I see that they're pushing her as the next contender for Bianca. I see she's gonna, you know, we saw that on Raw when she was like, hmm, what? Okay, yeah. I just mm-hmm. feel more and more and more every week like Alexa's like just coming to work. You know, I'm just getting those vibes from her recently. And I liked the handcuff stuff with Nikki Cross, but mm-hmm. I also felt like Nikki should have been allowed to handcuff her to the cage and. Like, just, just carry on. Lace indoor. Yeah, yeah, just like yeah. punch her in the face like a bunch of times. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I just, I'm getting really weird vibes from Alexa lately. Ever since we, thank God, ditched Lily. And I just feel like she's been waiting for her title moment again. You know, it's like, uh, I used to be champion all the time. Yeah. And mm-hmm. when is that now, please? You know, the- I wonder if she feels like we feel where we're like, we don't know what the fuck is going right? on with Alexa right now. Like she has no clear direction. I hate her theme. Ugh, um, the weird tag I, team moment, you know, like, oh, let's be yeah. tag champ- champs for a week. Uh, it's like, what? what is happening and why? It's clear they want her on TV, but they don't know what they want her to do on mm-hmm. TV. And like, it's got to feel rough to feel so rudderless because like the Alexa character before she became like tied with Bray was a very specific character. We knew exactly who Alexa Bliss is. And then it became, you know, Alexa with Lily and like all of the dark clown Harley Quinn stuff because she's not doing old Alexa and she's not doing spooky Alexa. So who are you? Yeah, she needs to be new Alexa. And right now, new Alexa is cashing a paycheck and biding her time. She needs the belt to do the slidey behind the head belt thing. Apparently that's that's real key to her character. That's her thing. That's her thing. (laughs) Let's talk about the men's war game uh, match, which is the Bloodline versus the Brawling Brutes, Drew McIntyre and Kevin Owens. Now, I'm going to say something that uh, that could change over time and say since Daniel Bryan's path to to WrestleMania 30 in New Orleans, there's not been a better storyline told in wrestling than than what has happened with the bloodline first starting with with jay and roman then jay and jimmy and roman and now sammy jimmy jay roman and solo there's just no better long-term storytelling they've kept it compelling for two years for two two years now hasn't it been it's been two years of this i think roughly uh, a million years i think is how long this has been going on and i would like a million more it's still not done. I don't think it's reached its height yet. Mm-mm. And I think at the end of it, it will. I think it will eclipse Daniel Bryan's run. I, th- I think it will. And that's going to be hard to do. And of course, this is 100% subjective. And there are people for whom that is very personal and it's their favorite thing. Mm. But I, I think looking at it, that this is just in terms of everybody playing their role mm-hmm. perfectly. And you saw it play out. During the Survivor Series match and in the lead up to it, everything with Sammy has been great. Having him be the first person in with Jay and having to earn trust and then finally mm. earning it at the end got a huge pop from the crowd. So Jay Uso has finally come around on Sammy Zayn, who 
who gives the low blow to KO, who Mm -hmm. stops the count on Roman to keep the match alive, and then who lays out Kevin but doesn't pin him, instead offers it to Jey Uso to give him the win. Roman, I will show you where my allegiance lies. Owens is down and out off the Haluma kick, and now Sami Zayn offering Owens as a sacrifice and all a branch to Jey Uso, who hits the splash and now covers Owens. The bloodline wins. Amazing, and I can't wait to see what happens next. And that is a good story. Yeah, I'm super pumped. Plus, the the the, the way that they were able to not only with that long term storytelling, but also add in the long term story of. Kevin and Sammy's friendship. So there's Mm -hmm. just like so much history and so much backstory. And so I'm very interested. I think right now everyone's kind of feeling like it's going to be Solo who kind of like starts to pull away because he was doing his own thing and then he comes up and he does this and maybe it would be a chance for him to like go out on his own. Who knows? But that could also be a red herring. And that's what I like about the story is that like I genuinely don't know where this is going because there are so many different interpersonal relationships every single person in the bloodline has a different relationship with every single other person in the bloodline it's not just like oh these are the minions this is the star this is like a you know 45 minute long cable tv drama it's like we all know the relationship that these people have to each other and we don't necessarily know what's going to happen and that's i think contributed so much to the longevity of this is because there's all of this history that you can draw on. And because again, like, you, you know, we, they've, they've built this to a point where it's like, it's dynasty now. Like I know all those people, I know, you know, the way that they all feel about each other. So it, it's just a very, I wouldn't be surprised if this ended at mania or SummerSlam. I wouldn't be upset if it didn't. Right. I think, yeah. it, I think it has to, I think it, I mean, like agree. I could go forever, but I think it has to end because I do feel like the tag team picture in particular is now wanting for belts. Yeah. The tag team uh, division needs belts. Um, I apologize, Usos, but you got to give one of those belts up minimum because like you got a bunch of tag teams now and uh, they're wrestling for nothing. So Mm. that's going to have to change at some point. To your point, Hal, about the Daniel Bryan, I have been thinking about this so much um, because I agree completely. And I think the reason this resonates maybe even more than that, is you care about everyone involved. Whereas with Daniel Bryan, you just wanted him to win. Like it was David Mm -hmm. and Goliath, right? Whereas this, it's like you have so many conflicting feelings because we are happy for Sammy to have found some semblance of belonging in the bloodline. We love that for him. But at the same time, we also want him with Kevin Mm because we have that emotional connection we want him and Jay to be best friends, but we also want them to turn on each. It's like they have managed to make us feel every feeling at the same fucking time. We want yeah. Roman to lose, but we want Roman to stay. I don't understand my own feelings, which is fucking mm-hmm. wild. Mm. And at this point, if Roman has to lose at some point, which at some point I guess he does, like how does he lose to anyone other than Sammy? And have it feel okay to everyone right. involved. And I know, like I say, so many moving parts, so many moving parts. But imagine if they just brought Cody back at the Rumble, Cody wins the Rumble and Cody beats him at Mania. Everyone will hate Cody forever. Because it's mm-hmm. like, no, I'm, I'm afraid we're all, I'm afraid you were away and we all got terribly invested in these chaps. What if Sammy were to win the Rumble and then they tell him he's not allowed to challenge Roman? What if that were to happen? I don't know. I love it so much, but I also can feel my feelings of what it would be like to watch Sammy win the fucking big one at Mania. Mm. And I I was there when Daniel Bryan won, don't know if I mentioned that. Uh, We love to not mention when we saw Daniel Bryan on this podcast. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But I know how that felt, and I can only begin to imagine how it would feel to see Sammy raise a fucking belt at the end of WrestleMania. And just like combine that with no matter how this ends, it's going to be bittersweet. Exactly. Like that's exactly. because of the way that that is. No matter how this ends, we're going to be like, 
parts of us are going to be cheering and we're going to be crying and we don't know if they're happy or sad tears and it's going to be great. Yeah, it's it's gonna feel like so like clever. I, I, I honestly think it's gonna invoke more emotion from me than when the shield broke up. Right, it's insane, and they just I, because they of like happened the, into the it. emotion that's in this. You know, yeah. like they didn't. This wasn't necessarily planned for. We know that this is a developing mm-hmm. story, and this is an example of what we see them doing when they do their best work is moving with the like you know moving with the moving pieces. The, the original plan, mm-hmm. as we know, or they've talked about, was for Sammy and Kevin to challenge the Usos and for them to become a tag team and go up against the Usos. That no longer is on the table because of Sammy's individual popularity, which is fucking nuts. I And Fantastic. that's the Daniel Bryan of it all again, right? We love Sammy how we love Daniel Bryan. Like, he's the real fan's favorite. Like, the fans love Sammy. He's been overlooked. He's an underdog. He's always wasn't appreciated by the previous management. You know, Sammy's been overlooked. It's finally time for Sammy to get his due. And he's getting his due as a heel. But we love him so much, we're into it. How mm-hmm. do you not capitalize on that at this point? That's very exciting. Yeah. So these war game matches took the place of the traditional five versus five elimination matches at Survivor Series. Does this feel like something that should continue? We get no say, but I actually wouldn't mind seeing a war games where when all the competitors are in there, it becomes an elimination match. Yeah, I'd I be fine that, with it. That is, you could tell a lot of stories that way. It sort of maintains that elimination aspect of having a sole survivor or survivors in it. It does always feel like a bit of a cop-out, right? When just one person gets pinned after you've had 10 people having all these storylines. I do feel like, yeah, you could absolutely yeah. have a War Games elimination match and that would be cool. Mm-hmm. Just loved it so much, you guys. I love the four, four really, beefy fellas yeah. on the other team just taking their lumps. They beat the living <laughs> shit out of each other as well. I'm sorry, but like all 10 men yeah. beat the ever-loving shit out of each other. Uh, you know, Solo's bare feetsies got stamped on, as is right and proper. Uh, Look, yeah. this is why I get. This is why I don't like bare feet in the You're ring. You're gonna do bare feetsies, then the boys from Birmingham are going to stamp on them. That's what. That's no. you know, Ridge's Ridge's Yorkshire. I don't. I'm not a Ridge Holland fan, but he is a Yorkshire male, a Yorkshire boy, and we will do that. Uh, it was just so much fun, and if you can, I don't know how a war games match isn't fun, right? Like it's there's so much about it that is fun, whereas the five on five, it's like forced storytelling almost always yeah. just feels so forced because then you have those things where it's like oh like we're gonna invade your show and all that stuff and like those have obviously led to some fun moments but it's also like eh. i like <laughs> war games a lot as long as it's not whatever sean is doing then we're fine as long as it's not whatever that that iron man gauntlet sean michaels thing is i'm good this was the last live event before the Royal Rumble, it's mm. been it's been f- about four months <laughs> since Triple H took over, and we've had we've sort of gotten through I think a lot of the pre-programmed Vince stuff. We sort of laid that down in SummerSlam, and he really got control of it since then. How mm. do you feel overall? Just uh, let's just throw out a number scale of one to ten, ten being the best, one being the worst. How encouraged are you with the direction of WWE creatively at this time? There's still like obviously like problems. They gotta they gotta figure out something for just Raw, a number guys. one through ten. Nah. I see. This is not the. I like I like subtlety. <laughs> you asked no. the wrong people. No subtlety. Number one through ten. That we 8. have to bring 5. this in on time. Eight point five. Mm-hmm. 8.5. I'm going to go 9.99 because it's funny. Um, and I am encouraged. Like, Danielle's right. There's work to do, but I am encouraged. I'm on, I'm totally encouraged. So either a 10.10.10 with flashing fingers or a 9.99. Yes. But with regards to encouragement, not necessarily execution. Very well. I will go with 9.99 as well. Julian, do you want to throw a number out there? I could say 9. I mean, I, I look forward to watching Raw now. That hasn't happened in... <laughs> In five years, so how Dude, about that? Julian, this is not even funny. I have been away for three fucking weeks, and I was sick all of last week when I got home, and I suggested to my husband this week, that I was like, maybe Friday night we should do a date night. Maybe we should go out for dinner, and now it actually turns out it's raining and disgusting, so we're not going to do that. But like, yeah. maybe we should go and do a lovely husband and wife date night, and Jeff turned around to me without a shred of fucking irony and said, but SmackDown is on. <laughs> and if that isn't a fucking turnaround in the last three months, to him being like, I don't 
don't think I want to watch wrestling anymore to saying, I don't care to spend time with my wife. He said, honey, Fridays are for the ring. <laughs> right? That's right. right. Well, that I'm could mean anything, Julian. Finger. That could mean anything. Um, but like, fuck me. I'll I'll like, right, okay. I don't mean on That's your finger. That's where I stand. <laughs> Good to know. If you want to share some thoughts on Survivor Series, visit us on any of our social network accounts via the links in our show notes. And when we come back, we've got three things from wrestling that we want to share with you. That's up next on Tights and Fights. Hey, it's John Moe, inviting you to listen to Depression Mode with John Moe, where I talk about mental health and the lives we live with all kinds of people. Famous writers. David Sedaris, welcome to Depression Mode. Thanks so much for having me. Movie stars. Jamie Lee Curtis, welcome to Depression Mode. I am happy to be here. Musicians. I am in St. Paul, Minnesota. I'm talking to Amy Mann. Great to talk to you. And song exploders. Rishikesh Hirway, welcome to Depression Mode. Thanks so much for having me. Everyone's opening up on Depression Mode on Maximum Fun. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Loveland, and I'm joined today by... Danielle Radford. And... Lindsay Kelk. Now it's time to share the joy of wrestling with you. This is the three count. Watch my three count. Danielle, what will you be putting over this week? We gave a lot of love to Sami Zayn, as well we should have, but no one gave him as much love as Paul Heyman did in the post-SummerSlam press conference. I think they're just calling it a press conference and not a scrum. You can do that. So uh, here is a quick clip. Do you mind coming back next Friday? We'd love to have you as part of the act. And that's who Sammy has become. He's the guy that was going to get a guest spot on a TV series, and he ends up being part of the cast. Because he's just so damn passionate and so good at what he does. So I think he just called him Urkel, but <laughs> it stands true, and uh, I co-sign all of it. And I mean, who who bet like who better to get a compliment like that from than fucking Paul Heyman? Why is there nobody on the bloodline in this act called the Bloodline? <laughs> Why is he getting all the screen time? That's <laughs> <laughs> so good. That's so good. Man, Paul Heyman's just the best. Really is. Oh. Lindsay, what are you putting over? I feel like I have a thousand things because I was away, but I will limit myself <laughs> as an adult because <laughs> I can do that. Uh, I did want to put over the ends of both of the War Games matches, both, um, as Danielle already mentioned, the Rhea carrying out EO, which was magical if you haven't seen it. And then in the men's match, uh, there's clips you can see online of Kevin Owens just alone in the ring. And it's super powerful, uh, which, you know, we were like, yay, shenanigans. Ooh, this is so exciting. Watch the bloodline go back up the ramp, cheering and celebrating. and Everyone loves Sammy again. But then when you switch back to that ring, it's like we were talking about. It's like you feel for everyone in this. Um, and it was like a very haunting image of, of Kevin alone in the War Games ring. Um, but then I also wanted to talk about, just put over, because I got surprisingly emotional about it, was the return of... Not so much the Elite, but Kenny Omega. And when the mm. Elite came back and they played the song and the lights came up and the boys looked so happy. They just looked so happy. And I was surprisingly emotional about that walking down the ramp and coming to the ring. But I feel like this is a return to form for Kenny Omega. Kenny's been in the gym. Kenny's looking good. Mm. Kenny's looking strong. Kenny's coming to Wrestle Kingdom uh, to right some wrongs. I mm -hmm. don't want to tell you how many times I watched that video of him challenging Osprey in Japanese. <laughs> in his fucking fluent Japanese. Everything's looking great. I am thrilled to have my Kenny back. I'm really excited to not have to watch him on AEW. I was surprisingly emotional at their return. And I watched Being the Elite from that week and they just seem so happy. Welcome back, Kenny. Welcome back. Julian. 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 This one's really important. Uh, normally would not do it on a full week, but I was uh, very, very sad to lose one Mr. Jason David Frank, who many people would know as Tommy Oliver from the Power Rangers, uh, original Green Ranger, original White Ranger as well. It felt 
Uh, I mean, I'm just it was it felt like uh, something off in my own particular little fandom. But I forget that the guy was such a big wrestling fan. Uh, he would hang out at, mm-hmm. at backstage at WWE events. You can go watch him on Up Up Down Down, hanging out with Austin Creed. Yeah, it just felt like a really really bad tragedy. I was also sick last week, and I had to like you know sit there and, <laughs> and sit be with my sadness mm-hmm. that I that the guy who I cosplayed as this Halloween uh, did not uh, uh, is no longer with us. So I was very sad about that. Rest in peace, uh, Jason David Frank. Uh, you were clearly loved. You know, loved all of your family and everybody who knew you personally, and all of the fans who got to watch you work over the years. You were, you were, you seemed like a very good man. Yeah, it was uh, uh, really nice when uh, New Day came out and they were wearing their like Green Ranger yeah. outfits. It was a really nice tribute. Really nice yeah, tribute. Yeah. And you can go see Johnny Gargano dressed as like a five year old, uh, as a five year old dressed as the, the Green Ranger. Just a lot of like really touching uh, memories from a lot of wrestlers that uh, yeah. when when his passing was announced. Yeah. Uh, you know, Thanksgiving, which just passed, is not only a time to gather and celebrate and enjoy a meal, but we acknowledge that not everybody has the best relationship with their family, and that can make it difficult and awkward, um, especially if you're bringing your new girlfriend over and they do not approve. And if you don't believe me, here's what happened when Dominic Mysterio and Rhea Ripley showed up at the Mysterio house for Thanksgiving. It's not the time, Dom. Please. It's the holidays. I'm here for don't play stupid with me. Today is not the time, okay? Let us enjoy Thanksgiving. Are you serious? Yes, I'm serious. Hell no! Don't you shut that door on me! Oh my god, that's like hearing Barney the dinosaur swear is hearing Rey Mysterio cuss. <laughs> I'm sorry, but she's 100% right. She's 100% right. Yeah. Turn they, your son away blur- at the fucking holidays, you monsters. <laughs> they blurred out all the pictures of Rey without his mask on. Blurred out his real yes. face. <laughs> like we don't know it. He's actually just got a big and picture of a penis on his forehead is why they had to, had to blur it out. <laughs> yeah, that's why. That's, yeah, he, just, he, draw, he draws it on him there himself every morning. Yeah, I have to mention this. Yep. I love that when they were asked on the bump about it, he was like, they were like, why would you do that? And Dominic was like, dad put the tree up too early. <laughs> <laughs> Don't put the tree up before Thanksgiving. What a heel. Uh, what a heel. My tree's been up since like early November and it's not coming down for a long time. Well, it's just like a really funny response that I hope he wrote yeah. himself uh, and he should lean into that. <laughs> he's uh, slowly doing good work turning mm-hmm. people heal I don't want to say it's, it's ever since we met him um, but it's kind of mm-hmm. ever since we met him and Danielle was able to discuss his buying of uh, GameStop purchases I, I just it's... I'm not saying that's it but it is it so <laughs> you're welcome Dominic <laughs> you put that bang on him not as good as Rhea but <laughs> that's right that does it for this episode of Tights and Fights. This week, your hosts were Danielle Radford and Lindsay Kelk, along with me, Hal Lublin. Uh, High on Life comes out a week from Monday. Check it out. Maybe at some point, I'll be able to tell you what I did in it. I'm going to find out. I'll find out <laughs> after it's out, and then, then I'll talk about it, because it's you know it's out for a long time after that. Also, uh, we got this with Mark and Hal picked up for season two. Don't forget to listen to that every <laughs> week. And Woo-hoo. Good Morning Night Vale every other week, my other podcasts. Thrilling Adventure Hour is back. We are doing our first live show in almost three years together. Mm. Our first proper live show in, I think, maybe four years, like proper live on stage doing mm. it the, the way we used to do it back in the old days. Uh, those Both of those shows are on Saturday, December 17th. There's an early show at 8 and a late show at 10. The early show is sold out. There's still some tickets remaining, including VIP tickets for a... Uh, a piano karaoke sing-along with some members of the cast. Not this one, but some of the other mm-hmm. ones. I'm like, nobody spit on me, please. But we're so excited to do that. And if you cannot be in L.A. for either of those shows, great news. You can buy uh, tickets for, for a live stream of it. We will be live streaming it on the internet concurrently while we are performing it live. So it will be like you are at the show for the very first time. I don't think we've ever properly done a live stage show that was also live streamed. So this is very exciting. Check out at thrilling ADV on Twitter for all the information and tickets. And I hope to see you there or for you to see me there. I'm sure more fun stuff on the horizon. Just watch this space. Danielle. 
Uh, yeah, so I recently did this show for College Humor Dropout called Dirty Laundry, where uh, a bunch of us uh, sit on a couch, we drink, and it's basically like like a mafia or something where it's like we give them some clues or, or a couple of like stories about us, and then you have to like guess which one it was about or whatever. It's really, really fun. Yeah, if you have Dropout, which if you like me from D20, you have it, go check out Dirty Laundry. It is going to be really fun. I put a trailer on me. I say YouTube. I put a trailer on my Twitter uh, so you can find it there. I also did one on the TikTok. I'm trying to once a week TikTok. So there we go. Nice. Lindsay? I have a book out. I don't know if I've mentioned it at all in the last mm. fucking six mm. months every waking second. But what's very exciting is The Christmas Wish is now out all of the places, uh, UK, America, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, all of the places uh, where it would be out in English, it is out. And if that wasn't exciting enough, if you're in the LA area um, on Saturday evening at 5 p.m., I will be at the Ripped Bodice uh, in Culver City in conversation with Suzanne Park. And on Tuesday, December 6th, I will be at Romans in Pasadena in conversation with Alicia Rye at 7 p.m. So mm. that's very fucking cool because I haven't done LA events before. It's very exciting. And if you can't be in LA, what you could do this weekend, this very weekend, is download The Christmas Wish as an ebook for 99 cents in North America. What? what? I know. Insane. But it is 99 cents all weekend in the US on ebook. So you could do that. You can download it to your phone. You don't have to have a Kindle. You can download it to your phone for 99 American cents. And it's out in the UK. You can still get the signed hardback editions are trotting around Waterstones. The limited edition hardback is on Amazon. It's just really exciting. Thanks for all the support, everyone that came out. I did several small cries on several people. I apologize if I cried on you and you came to the tour and you weren't expecting that, but like you should have been. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much, everyone. Support. It's been magical. We feel things on this podcast. We feel so many things and some of the people were surprised about it. <laughs> I had a lovely <laughs> conversation with a gentleman outside Waterstones in Piccadilly Circus. Uh, and that was literally the end of my tour, the last event on the last day. And I was in a bad way <laughs> by then. So I apologize for screaming ice cream Christmas at his face uh, but he really made my night uh, by being such a supportive fan of the pod our producer is the pandemic survivor Julian Burrell senior producer at Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music so we're putting him over for that thank you to all the Max Fun members that keep this show going keep up with us all week long on all of our social media channels those are in the show notes that's also where you can find the official tights and fights t-shirt we'll be back next week for more you guessed it wrestling MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture Artist owned Audience supported